it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, greetings from Brooklyn. And I am indeed going to talk about uh, my novel, Should We Stay or Should We Go? Um, people who know me will tell you that having a glass of red wine on the cover is in my case all too appropriate. I first got the idea for this book just because of a casual statement from a friend of mine who announced that she had absolutely no I, no intention of living beyond the age of 80. And that got me thinking because, you know, she was already 60 at the time. It wasn't that far away. So what was she going to do when she actually turned 80? Was she going to be proactive? Was she going to do something about it? Or would she just laugh at her younger self and carry on? So I conceived of these uh, two characters who at the beginning of the book are in their early 50s. So the age of 80 still seems a little abstract. Uh, they both work for the NHS. And when the book starts, the wife, Kay's father, has just died after a protracted period of dementia. And he has become unrecognizable and obviously very trying. And by the time he finally died, she was unable to cry, which is no way to lose her father. Uh, and of course, in the NHS, they've seen lots of patients who have decayed grievously. Um, so the husband, Cyril, makes a modest proposal that they be proactive about it and that once they both crossed the, the age of 80 on Kay's 80th birthday, they should take matters into their own hands um, after having led a full and wonderful life and leave the building together. Um, now, I, I'm with you. I, you know, you're immediately thinking, why would I want to read a book about that? <laughs> in fact, I made a big mistake uh, in doing hard talk last week. And I allowed the presenter to summarize the book in just that way, that it's about, about a couple of geezers who want to kill themselves together. Oh, great. That, that interview probably sold about zero copies. Um, what makes the book, I hope, worth reading uh, and, and actually fun is the structure, which is a, a parallel universe. So that I have 12 chapters, each of which has a different ending for how, the, how this pact might work out. Um, so there's, there's one in which the wife goes through with it and the husband doesn't uh, or, or vice versa. Uh, and there are even uh, in, in the latter parts of the book, uh, speculative fiction chapters where there's a cure for aging and everyone lives forever or um, cryogenics actually works and the couple wake up many hundreds of years hence to a, to a universe that they don't recognize anymore. Um, so it was, it was really fun to, to write and I'm hoping it's fun to read. It's, I'm, I, I think it's actually funny, which is improbable given the premise. I was interested in this material, not only on my own account, but also on my parents who are very elderly now. My father's 93, my mother turns uh, 90 next week. And uh, they're not in the best of shape, especially my mother had a terrible stroke in 2015 and is now wheelchair bound and incontinent. She's actually blind. Um, and not very communicative. 
uh, my father is in better cognitive shape, but he's very weak. And it's not the way I think of him. He's always been a real powerhouse. Um, and so, you know, ultimately what makes watching your parents get so old uh, painful is not just seeing how you've always thought of them uh, confront physical reality, but also looking into your own future. I had to uh, face the fact that I'm actually more afraid of getting old than I am of dying, which may seem a little weird, but I just don't think dying for the most part takes very long and being old can take a long time. I'm obviously afraid of disease, uh, but not just that, but the kind of medicalization of life. When you get older, you know, you have to take 50 pills a day, all of which have side effects. And you're always having to take all these intrusive medical tests. And I hate doctors. And I'll be honest with you, I'm uh, anxious about a future in which I completely lose my looks. And the truth is when you have uh, any kind of a public persona, your aging is a spectacle for other people. You, you age on stage. And while there is a minority of your fans may age with you and with sympathy and, and feel a little mournful about the fact that you're not quite the looker you used to be, I'm afraid it is a little more commonplace for your audience to view your decay with malicious glee. I'm also afraid of disability. Uh, I look at my mother and, you know, she was always a very active person. I've always been pretty athletic and uh, certainly self-sufficient. I'm somebody who prefers to, to open her own pickle jars. And I would dread that kind of dependency and incapacity. And almost as much, I would uh, dread irrelevance. You know, I look at my father and he doesn't have very much to do with himself. And that's so contrary to my experience of him during the prime of his life. I mean, when we were growing up, he was constantly telling us to leave him alone. You know, he's got to finish this speech. He was always busy. It's really disconcerting um, to see him so uh, unoccupied. And, uh, you know, there are things like uh, this very appearance that I sometimes get a little irritated with. It's like, oh God, another thing I have to do. But I think that I would probably end up presenting not being asked on five by 15 than I would be having, uh, having this request. Um, I dread having nothing to look forward to. Uh, and I think that's very commonplace when you get older, there's just not much great that's likely to happen. And I'm also worried about the future, not just my private future, you know, whatever personally happens to befall me, but I worry about his, the historical future. I mean, those of you who have read The Mandibles, um, one of my recent novels, uh, which is all about the collapse of the economy in the United States in 2029, not very far from now. Uh, you'll know that uh, I have all kinds of fears about what's going to happen, not just about the monetary system, but, uh, uh, you know, bacteria that's resistant 
to antibiotics or a, a water supply problems. I mean, the number of things that could uh, go wrong, especially by the middle of this century when I'm gonna be in my 90s, should I be so lucky, is fantastic. So I actually put together a chapter in Should We Stay? Uh, it's called Of Ignorance and Bliss, which is about when my characters don't go through with their vow and live to beyond 100. But that means that they live to see the end of Western civilization. London is overrun with migrants and anarchists. Uh, Parliament is burnt down. Uh, the National Gallery is ransacked and all the paintings are ripped to pieces. And it's trying to ask the question, you know, if that's really what's gonna happen, do you wanna to live to see it uh, out of sheer curiosity? Or would you rather bow out a little early and, and live in ignorance and bliss? And that's not a question that I find easy to answer. Now, I freely admit I'm a baby boomer. We, get, we have a bad reputation on a range of levels, but I would say one of, the, one of the problems with my generation is that we're the first one to, to deny physical reality. That is, we, we think we never have to get old and we never have to die. All we have to do is get plenty of exercise and eat our vegetables. In fact, that's one reason that there's a penultimate chapter in Should We Stay, in which my couple uh, not only lives into their, you know, 110 and 111, but they have thriving second careers and they become only more beautiful as they age and people stop them on the street and say, you know, can I take your picture? Or would you please let me um, paint your portrait? Uh, they're never in pain, they never get sick. And even when they do die, it's, it's just this sort of wonderful revelatory moment of uh, resolution and uh, a sense of, you know, job well done. The, the thing about this chapter is that it's a satire. Um, of the 12 uh, in the book, uh, there's no question that we would all pick that one. Oh yeah, I want to age that way. But the joke is on you because that's the one chapter that is definitely not going to happen. That is not on the table. Um, so the truth is, I mean, I give my generation a hard time for having ridiculous expectations. But on the other hand, the human race has never had to deal with a large cohort of people who are so-called old, old. Uh, it's worth remembering that uh, just as far back as the middle of the 19th century, life expectancy was 40. And that meant that we didn't get old, we just died, right? Um, and so this whole experience of having to navigate this kind of gradual decay is very new for our species and we don't quite know how to handle it. In fact, we haven't even figured it out economically um, because we're still retiring uh, in our 60s. Why in France, you can still retire in some occupations in your early 50s, it's economically absurd. You know, you can't work for 35 years and then retire for 35 years, if not 50. I mean, that, that, that just doesn't work. Um, but the truth is that my book, and if you're looking for answers to these questions, my book doesn't have it. Uh, like most novels, uh, Should We Stay is full of lots of questions and it just throws 
how to answer them back on the reader. I think that's what a good novel is always meant to do. Um, I guess the one, um, the one sort of lesson that I would hope you might take away from it is that we tend to approach our every stage of our life, bar the last one, with a sense of intention. That is, you know, when we're kids, we decide what to what to be when we grow up. When we're young adults, we find mates, we settle down in a particular part of the country, we accept one job and not another, you know, uh, maybe we plan to have a family. But the one part of our lives that we apply very little agency to is the last bit. So I'm asking you just to think about it. None of us want to think about it, right? It's, it's not the happiest time of life, though I think it may have some satisfactions that may surprise us. Um, so I'm just suggesting that maybe give a little thought to how long you wanna stick around and what kind of vicissitudes are you willing to put up with?